It is time for week 10, running with the money, a college football sports betting podcast. Kent Brown on the line. Got picks from Matt Gothard coming in a little bit, but Kent Brown, I've heard some things about you. Please dispel them. I know how mean you were last week on the show. There, there's no foray into politics, is there? Well, first of all, I was not only not mean to you guys, I was absolutely generous with my picks and my ability to help the working class people, not only oh of the great God. state of Iowa, but also all 49 other states as well. And if people listen to me and they heard me talk to you guys, which I would consider to be very proper, and I addressed some issues between us, maybe there was resentment because I was able to win some of my bets. But overall, I think that the great people of the state of Iowa and the other 49 states all could have very easily helped themselves out these last couple of weeks. So if you want to say any rumors, I'm not sure exactly what kind of rumors you're on to, but all I'll say is I really think the great people of Iowa and the other 49 states all so far have done pretty well with my recommendations. There's a lot of seats up in Iowa, and I've heard some ridiculous things that one of our hosts, not going to name names, who's been on a bit of a heater, also not going to name names, is trying to be a write-in candidate. And I know there's ads out there leaking. I've heard, like, it's been some of the feedback that I've gotten about ads floating out there. I have to ask you directly, Mr. Brown, is there any ads about you floating around the Internet? Did you release a political ad in the state of Iowa? I will say that it is a possibility that with my respect for the communities of Hawkeye Nation and Cyclone Nation and knowing just how well the state of Iowa has been to me as of recent times, that it is possible that I could potentially be in the mix in Ames, Iowa or Iowa City if the people want to bring me in and welcome me into their communities. And then I really can't say much more besides that, but I'm just saying, if people want me there, I'm willing to help, and they know I'm willing to help. Make Ames great again. Make <laughs> Iowa City great again. That's a campaign slogan. I think it would work, and I definitely know that those teams have done well for me, so why can't I do well for them? Jesus. Okay, well, look, we're, we're going to get to the bottom of this. I, I didn't think it could get any worse than you just coming on and, and, and winning bets and being a complete reign of terror, but here we are. The floor has gotten even lower. We're going to recap last week first, and then I'm going to hear from Matt Gothard in a uh, recorded uh, pick section that he did because he's on the way to the desert. He is uh, locked and loaded for Vegas this weekend for a lot of reasons, one of them being a top three matchup. But last week, Kent, our moneymaker hits again. It's an unprecedented reign of success, 6-2-1 and one on the year. Iowa, by that half point, gets us the moneymaker pick. It was a big day. For the state of Iowa and for our moneymaker pick again. Yeah, and obviously I have to give all credit. I am a Pennsylvanian native. I have to give credit to the fine people up in Happy Valley at Penn State <laughs> what, what, what? for putting together for, for putting together a team that went through adversity. This is a team that gave up a safety what early in happening? the game. They gave up they gave up a touchdown from a backup punter to a defensive tackle. They gave up another safety. And then ultimately, when Iowa made a mistake, Penn State was there to capitalize. And I know the great people of Iowa are very disappointed, but ultimately they still were able to cover. And 
I tip my cap to the great people at Penn State as well because they made plays and it was a hard-fought battle and it was it was all winners on the field. Did there were you, no losers. Do you remember what you texted me when I asked you about what graphics we were going to use for Iowa pick against Penn State, Mister Aspiring? Well, that might have been my that might have been my campaign aid. I mean, I mean that. Sorry, I don't even know what I said there, but you can cut it out. We're not lying. Look. Uh, that that could have been somebody else sending text out on my behalf. I'll put it that way. I, I definitely would not disparage the fine people of the state of Iowa or Pennsylvania by any means. Yeah, there's and no, you know that. There's no history of you bashing Penn State and ripping them to shreds and, and saying things like, no matter what happens in the Pitt-Penn State game, it doesn't matter because I've already won morally. Okay, there's no, yeah, there's no uh, examples of that, but I digress. We move along here. Iowa State covering, again, another close spread. Oklahoma State winning outright. Some interesting game developments, mm-hmm. including... Maybe the most impressive win of the day, Kent, was Georgia just smashing Florida and reaffirming themselves in the SEC. Between that, between Notre Dame winning again, the playoff coming out, what stood out to you? Because we are getting to that home stretch now. The playoff rankings, there's only you know about four or five games left for a lot of these teams. What's the, what's the storyline for you that takes shape here going forward to the home run stretch? Oh, for me, it's clearly the fact that the committee, and I'm not going to say I had anything to do with this, but I will say that I did make a few phone calls to people to just sort of prop up yeah, the great Hawkeyes and Cyclones. And they rose six Iowa spots State on that straw poll. The, the, the stuff that we saw said that they were going to be well on. Each school raised about six spots in the last 24 hours. You're saying you had nothing to do with it? I can't confirm or deny that. But I will say that I'm very pleased to see that Iowa, even though they lost, they maintained a high stature at 16, and that Iowa State, they get in and for the great people in Ames, Iowa, I think it's a real accomplishment. There are three lost team, but that was early in the year. Brock Purdy's back. He's now the starter. David Montgomery is an all American caliber running back. And clearly the committee was in the right by putting both Iowa and Iowa state on their poll and putting them in pretty good position. So that definitely stood out to me more than anything else. And then of course the great people at Penn state also getting in there as well. So overall, again, there's no losers with any of this poll. Everybody there, all 25 teams are winners and I I love them all. That's who I am. You know, if I, if I disparaged any team in the past, which I don't believe I did, you'd have to come out and, provide some example of that but overall i would say that you know what we're turning the corner there's elections coming i mean there's polls that will continue to come up and we'll see where the chips fall i really don't know what happened to you if you've been kidnapped by somali pirates what kind of debts you might owe or who you're indebted to or in bed with and in a variety of ways on that last one but you're a different person but we'll move along here uh (laughs) there there is quite the development on the playoff committee especially with a lot of these games this week. And with that, I'm going to queue up Matt Gothard's picks. So we're going to play those now. This is what Matt Gothard had to say about Week 10. All right, I got a hold of him before he went to the desert for a few days. Matt Gothard on the line. Thanks for fitting me into your schedule. I know this is a big weekend for you. This is your Christmas, officially and unofficially. Thanks for uh, calling in and giving us your picks here on Running With The Money. Absolutely, man. I'm just trying to, speaking of fitting in, I'm trying to fit all the money I can into my suitcase. Uh, I just have one pair of shorts and a t-shirt that I'm going to be wearing all weekend. (laughs) I need all the room I can get. And you know what's great about this trip is that either you are going to come back in a nice suit or you're going to hitchhike home. (laughs) 
<laughs> so that's man. That's one of the two. There's no middle. There's no, no way. There's a middle. <laughs> no, no, there isn't. And I know there's a few games that have caught your eye. Uh, you're going to be in Vegas for the action. We have our first playoff rankings. We have games all day with huge magnitudes in all of them. What are the ones you're looking at the most? What are your best bets for the weekend? All right. Well, I got my, I pretty much have my weekend plan for Saturday. Uh, you know, we don't need to go in the NFL bets, but I uh, my game plan is wake up early on Saturday, get in. I know that those lines are going to be long, but I'm going to wait it out and put money on Michigan State uh, minus two against Maryland. I mean, this, I feel like it could go either way. Um, you know, I'm a diehard Sparty though, and I think uh, I think Maryland's got a lot going on that um, that I think two points is just not going to cut it. So that's my that's going to be my early morning bet. Um, you know, we don't have we might not have Brian Lewerke. We might be rocking with Rocky Lombardi, who actually went to my high school in Iowa. So it's a little bit of brownie points there. Um, so I, I'd say my confidence level is the lowest on this early early game. Okay. Uh, right. But you know, just for the entertainment value, I'm, I'm going to go. Uh, Sparty minus two in the morning, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, and then if I if I get a chance, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna take the money that I win from Michigan State because I'll for sure win, and I'm going Iowa money line. Uh, there's been a lot of stuff in the news about their defensive backs being out, but here's the kicker: those are not the starting defensive backs. Um, I think Iowa's defense is legit. Purdue is probably a little bit overrated now that they're. They beat Ohio State. Kind of played Michigan State close for most of the game. Um, so I'll be uh, I'll be taking my winnings from Michigan State, putting them on Iowa. These are some homer bets, but I, I feel good about them. I actually I have a lot more confidence in the Iowa pick than I do probably the Michigan State one. Um, and then after that game's over, me and my brother are going to scour La- uh, Las Vegas, every single sports book, to find the massive LSU fan base. Whatever one that was that, I'm going to oh be staking out God. of that sports book. And oh. that is where I'm going to be putting money on Alabama. Uh, so, minus 14, hopefully. So 14, 14 and a half, is there a cap for that game? Is there anything that would that, – are, are you playing beat the clock? Like what's the, the highest you want to see that line get to? Because we don't know. I mean, we really don't know what it's going to get up to. Yeah, I mean, I think when I, when I think about this game – I'm really trying to think about how many points is LSU physically capable of scoring against Alabama. Because I think Alabama could score 60, uh, especially if two is playing. So I'm just trying to think about how much do I think LSU could actually score, and I think that would, that number would be 21. So if Bama scores 42, <laughs> they have 21. <laughs> yeah. I think I would take it up to 20. Okay. I, th- I mean, I mean I'm, I know the smart bet would probably be 17 as a smart cap, but uh, I think if it goes up to twenty, the degenerate in me is still going to be putting money on it. I mean, that's I I agree, but it's crazy. We're talking about a top three matchup, and we're saying a cap of seventeen to twenty-one. There are a lot of sports books. You don't have to pick the most dangerous one for your safety, uh, especially if Alabama does cover that spread. But more props to you for that. I know there's a lot of cash loan places as well, so any funds you can get is also a, a good idea. Uh, but yeah, I'm 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 hopeful I'm hopeful that it works out for you because I want to continue doing this podcast. And if it doesn't, I got to be honest, <laughs> I just don't like my chances of continuing this with you if Alabama doesn't cover this weekend. No pressure. Oh no, I'll be back because you know I can always call in from the desert, you know, off the side of the road or wherever that might be. Uh, one little nugget, you know, might as well give it to you. If all three of those hit, I am going to take that money out and put it on the Green Bay Packers money line. 
Ooh. I think that that game is that game is going to be a fun one to watch. Um, but I will not be betting on the Patriots. So okay. By process of elimination, I'll be jumping on the Packers uh, Sunday night. Understood. Understood. Well, Matt, before I let you go and uh, get off to Sin City. What, uh, what if anything, are we going to do about Kent Brown? Because I thought we were going to, you know, take care of him last week, but he's won again, and he's letting us know about it, which is even worse. He's got all these crazy ideas, which I'm going to try to stop uh, as we get going on this podcast later on. But what do we do about him? Because I'm, I'm scared, and I'm, I'm a little terrified that this isn't going to end anytime soon. Well, the, I think the key here is for him to find his passion in politics. You know, like we've been talking about. And maybe he'll just, you know, maybe he'll decide that, you know, he's he's going to quit while he's ahead. But, you know, on this point, I want him to be right this week because I know we agree on a couple of these picks, mainly uh, possibly Alabama, due to some of our other conversations and the confidence that he's just doing in our group chat. So I'm hoping he's right on that one. And I'm feeling like that now is the gods are going to be against me. You know, <laughs> because everything comes down. What goes up must come down, especially Ken Brown. I yeah <laughs> that guy that's good but that might be a good tagline for uh, his campaign or his opponent. It's unbelievable that uh, a man uh, with some baggage. Obviously, the scandals will leak. I just hope I'm not included in any of this. But hey, whatever he finds his passion and more props to him, we'll see what he has to say about game picks this week. But yeah, you just don't want to be. You know the ship's you know the ship's gonna sink. It's gonna hit that iceberg. I just hope I'm not on it this week when it does. So. Hopefully we agree yeah, on I'm that on iceberg. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the iceberg. It's the metaphor, we are the iceberg. But all right, Matt Gothard, thanks, <laughs> yeah, thanks for calling in. Good luck in the desert. And uh, obviously, obviously, we're all uh, we're all in this together because I'm on Bama as well. So stay safe. Awesome, buddy. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. Those were the picks, Kent. Some interesting ones. And he did say that he hopes you find your passion whether it's politics or something else. He's also terrified to be agreeing with you. So I think Gothard sees right through whatever this act is, but how would you respond, sir, within a minute and a half? The clock starts now. First of all, there's no time limit when we discuss issues about finances and money. And talking to somebody in the Housing and Urban Development Program in the great state of Iowa, they did say you should sign off on Alabama covering. You should sign off on the Iowa Hawkeyes covering. Iowa State, another one. You know who they play this week? Kansas. 14 and a half points. There's a lot of great people in the state of Kansas, but I do think Iowa State covers that with relative ease. You might have got in a couple nights ago. I had Buffalo. I don't believe you or Gothard had them. Buffalo was a winner, and I really like that one. So, that really again, necessary? I think overall it starts and ends though, with Alabama, and I have to agree with them there. That is one, if you are looking, especially if you live in the Iowa City or Ames area, if you're looking to make sure that your yearly rent is paid, take the Crimson Tide this week. That's some sort of stimulus package there, Kent. I, uh, I think it might play well with certain people. Uh, speaking of which, I don't know if uh, you looked at some of the Friday games as we look at this preview here on Running With The Money of Week 10. Anything Friday catch your drift at all? Pitt Panthers go on the road to play Virginia, Colorado, Arizona, and the Pac-12. Will you be? Well, this will be dropping on Friday. Any action on Friday uh, as well as we look at uh, the weekend? Are you going to be playing anything on Friday? I would say there's a pretty good likelihood Pitt 
will get thrown in just because I'll I, I'll be around a lot of Pitt Panther people and we'll be watching that game. And I'm not necessarily sold on Virginia as being this front-runner team now in the Coastal Division. And I don't know yet in terms of if Pitt wins, but the fact that it's seven or seven and a half, where do you see that line? Is it seven and a half? Seven and a half, and I agree. I, I yeah. like Pitt in this one. I know Virginia beat Miami, but I like Pitt on the road. Not going to go money line, but seven and a half more than a touchdown? Yeah, talk myself into that one for sure. Yes, and then I would say just in terms of the great state of Pennsylvania, even though this is coming out Friday, let's just say that there's a team from Philadelphia that I feel pretty good about this week as well. So the Pitt Panthers on the oh. west side of the state and the Temple Owls on the oh, east side that's... of the state. But, yeah, but if you're going to say for me Friday, Colorado-Arizona is a weird one. After Arizona's game last week with Oregon, I would almost just say avoid them because I did not – expect them to blow out Oregon and I don't really have a good feel Colorado blew a 28 point lead to Oregon State so they're not looking good right now and Arizona looked good for the first time all year last week so that's kind of just a stay away game in my opinion it's true I agree I can't believe I'm saying this Kent and uh, I do have to ask before we get into the Saturday games you mentioned the great people in the state of Pennsylvania on the left side and the right side are there any truth to the rumors that you hired Afro man as your speechwriter? I would I would say that if Afro Man wanted to come on and talk stump about for Pennsylvania, me, talk about Pennsylvania, pimping Pennsylvania, he knows every town in that state very well, and mm-hmm. certainly the women in that state. Yeah. I would say I would be absolutely fine with Afro Man holding arms with him, locking hands, and being in solidarity, and really just embracing the diversity that there is across the borders and across. America, and it goes for the great state of Iowa, it goes for the great state of Pennsylvania, California, where we live currently, and Afro Man, you get Brown, and you get Afro Man together, that's a winning ticket. What can Brown do for you? We can certainly help your wallets and help that stimulus and make sure that you're able to build on your life as opposed to destruct it. Excited, I am. I'm excited for this new endeavor. I'd recommend that you guys, from what I've heard, stay out of Altoona, but I digress. All right. Uh, Saturday's games. First one, 9 a.m. that I'm looking at, and I need your expert opinion. I hate to do this because I don't usually mix business with rooting pleasure, but I'm really digging Ohio State. That line against Nebraska has come down to 17.5 at home. Scott Frost is on a little bit of a win streak, but I, I got to think the Buckeyes are, are a good bet to cover here. What say you? Yeah, when that line opened up at 21, it kind of made sense. You're like, okay, Ohio State by three touchdowns, maybe a little bit more, maybe a backdoor loses it for them. But I would say in this game, you have very, very, very proud people in the state of Nebraska. And Taylor Martinez has been through a lot this season. Scott Frost could just be a poster child for what it is to build character and build a staff. And look at what he did at UCF. Look at what he's done in these last two weeks in Nebraska moving on from the reckless abandon, I would say, of Nebraska football and now trying to turn that corner and turn the page. And then you have Ohio State. You have Urban Meyer. I think he's gone through a lot. You have this program, Greg Schiano. There's a bunch of people there that are trying to build towards something special. And even though they suffered that loss a couple weeks ago, these are two very fine programs. And overall, Ohio State, probably a little bit too much for Nebraska to handle. 
So I'm with you that I would side with the Buckeyes, but there's no denying Nebraska, Ohio, two fine states. This is almost, I mean, this is great. And by great, I mean I'm going to throw up thinking about what you used to say about Ohio State as recently as last week. But I, I don't know. Maybe people can change. If I can change, you can Again, change. I don't believe I've ever said anything bad about any of these teams. Said, texted, tweeted, snapped, posted well, on I, it. Again, that could have been somebody else on my behalf. Sometimes. That's true. And it ultimately, another ultimately it falls on me. Yes. I mean, of... I am an identical player. Well, see, and that's oh, an identical twin, perfect. Now you can just throw uh, a family member, a close family member, under the bus too. This is getting good. I'm a fan. Um, I got one for you, quick. Kent thoughts. I like Syracuse again to keep it going. Dino Babers on the road as a five and a half, six point favorite at Wake. Like that bet? I would probably say avoid. I mm-hmm. Syracuse is a team that overall they. Definitely been better than Wake Forest this season, and Wake Forest, by the way, the Demon Deacons. There's nothing demonic about them. They're they're very passionate, heartfelt people down in Winston Salem. And for the Syracuse Orange, they battled. They battled each and every week. They nearly beat Clemson for a second straight year. I like what I've seen out of whether it's Devito or obviously Dungy at quarterback. They've also been able to show that they're are turning the corner in the right way, but. I would say if I had to, I would probably take the six and a half and feel like it's a closer game than expected. But again, this would not be one of the highlight games on my Saturday agenda. Yeah, I agree. I think it's just a fun one based on how Syracuse is playing. And one of the things we didn't mention, I know you're in agreement with Gothard with Iowa. Are you going money line or are you going to take the three points against Purdue? Which is basically money line. Okay. It's basically a Big Ten West eliminator. You know, it, it, depending on what's going to happen with who can contend for that for that conference ber- championship berth, but you're going money line. Okay. And I do, and I do want to give a shout out to the great people of Iowa City. Last week, they were you've already done that, but okay. on their P's and Q's, they were on their P's and Q's. They took care of business exactly how we needed them to. And I know Gothard kind of wants to stay away from this, but I will say the people of Iowa have really showed my love and my support for those fine people. And they continued to work hard for me last week in whichever endeavors I had them do. Our, our, <laughs> this gimmick is just per- fascinating because you are very devoted to it. I'm just wondering uh, what policies you have. But uh, enough about that. Policies on points and, and whatnot, Kent. I need you to tell me one thing. Why am I crazy for thinking Georgia is going to absolutely murder Kentucky this week? Because Kentucky has one of the best defenses in the country. Mm-hmm. They have a future first-round defensive end. And Kentucky can probably make Georgia one-dimensional the same way LSU did. On the other hand, Kentucky doesn't have a great passing game. They're a run-first team. But LSU didn't either. I, would, I really wouldn't feel too confident about Georgia covering this game. Last I saw, I believe it might have been around 8.5. Was that correct? 9.5. Okay, so nine and a half. Yeah, that seems like too many points to give a really good defense. And frankly, the last time Georgia went up against a great defense, I think Florida's solid. But Kentucky, I would put as that top 15, top 20 defense. They're probably not allowing more than 21 or 24. So unless Georgia holds Kentucky to, let's say, 7 or 10, they probably don't cover this. So I would take those points and go with Kentucky. I know you love Georgia this week, but – Again, this isn't like one of my highlights. I already said 
and we'll get to them later, but Iowa, Iowa State, obviously, and then Alabama, those are definitely my top three bets of the week. But I just I don't feel good about a really good defense just saying, okay, it's going to be a blowout. I feel like Kentucky's going to bring their A game or worst case, you know, maybe an A minus game, and they'll stay in it throughout. Yeah, I just I guess I'm looking at the Kentucky offense and not feeling that impressed. You did mention LSU; they did play great. They had big plays. I just I don't know if Kentucky can replicate that. Uh, speaking as somebody that's been just so ridiculously complimentary to everybody here, just gushing over schools that you ripped in the past or allegedly ripped in the past, I should say. All right, Mr. Big Shot, what do you have to say about Florida State going on the road to play North Carolina State? They're probably going to get destroyed. So I think that for Florida State, their offensive line, again, heart of a champion, they'll battle, but they just don't have the talent. And when you look in that crowd last week and you had the guy reading a book shirtless at in Tallahassee, it says a lot about where the program currently is. This would be a huge win for them if they could do it. It's 21-ranked NC State, which I'm not sure why they're ranked 21. Exactly. Personally, I don't think they should be ranked. But until I see Florida State move the football with any, any consistency, they haven't done it all year. I don't know why they would do it against what I perceive to be a pretty solid defense in NC State. So the fact that it's you know hovering around a touchdown or so – I think NC State wins by double figures. I just don't like what I've seen out of Florida State. And when you have a coach, and I would say pretty definitively that Willie Taggart was spot on when he said this. He said there were guys on our team that quit in this game. And when you watch Florida State, the few guys that quit, those are the guys you have to move on from. And I just think it's just going to take them until the offseason to really start to address their bigger issues. Was that guy reading the book the same guy that protested one of your 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 alleged rallies? Is that the same guy that you had thrown out? I would say I would say I I'm not a hundred percent sure he's the same guy, but I do know that he sent me a bunch of um, messages about my campaign speech and or well alleged campaign speech, mm. and we seem to be on the same page in many ways. Okay. Okay. And again, make Ames great again. Make Ames. Okay, got it. Well. You mentioned Gothard mentioned Michigan State. You mentioned that you like that. I think I'm on board with that. But a game that I really need your uh, perspective on, and one that I think I'm going to be watching, an underrated game. It's almost flying under the radar. We're going to break down a run with the money right now. West Virginia going on the road to play Texas. Texas, minus two. After losing to Oklahoma State last week, West Virginia had that week off. They didn't play. They played Iowa State and lost. They're both bouncing off of losses. I'm going to be honest. I'm a little scared in this one. I kind of like that 58 over, but what do you think about this game? Do you think Texas wins and, and can cover this short spread, or is this West Virginia's time to, to kick Texas while they're down? Texas at home. Again, I've been to Morgantown. I grew up not insanely far from where WVU is. It's on the near fine the Pennsylvania-West Virginia border. There are some fine folks in West Virginia mm-hmm. And I know that they are very upset about that loss a couple weeks ago, but Iowa State is and was the better team. And they can play them 10 times. It's probably going to be Iowa State every time. Texas, on the other hand, I was right last week. I said Oklahoma State would beat them. I've been pretty spot on with my Texas breakdown this year. I thought they would beat USC. I thought they would lose last week, and then I thought they would beat Oklahoma. I look at this game and I think Texas will win. It's a home game. 
Here's something for you that I just found out today, Mitch. The last time that Will Greer threw a second-half touchdown was 365 days ago. He has not thrown a touchdown in the really? second half on the road. Wow. On the road in oh, a year. Okay. So when he goes up against good teams on the road, he doesn't perform that well in the second half. We'll see if that continues. So for my support, my vote is with Austin, Texas this week, and I, I side with the horns in this one. But again, the people of WVU couldn't be nicer. You couldn't be more passionate and loving your team and focused on what matters, you know, faith, family, and fitness. Well, maybe fitness. not the last part. But anyways, <laughs> I think overall – for Texas Longhorns, it's a bounce-back win, and Tom Herman will have them ready to go. Yeah, I like points in that one. Interesting Will Greer stats, although they're, uh, they're in need of a win. It's crunch time for Wesleyan and Texas. This is a must-win for them. Notre Dame playing Northwestern. Kent, you saw the Fighting Irish in person last week with Navy, uh, winning that game in San Diego. Nice little three-person road trip you had yourself down there in San Diego. Sounded lovely. They take on Northwestern and Evanston. Irish only nine and a half point favorites. Northwestern, kind of the ultimate trap game. The game's going to be at home on that field that looks kind of weird. It looks like ninety. It looks like the building on ninety nine Franklin Street when it got condemned. I don't know. I, I I think Notre Dame should be slightly worried in this one. Yeah, and and they have a coach named Fitzgerald, similar to a name Kirkpatrick. It just kind of sounds the same. Very similar. That guy, I believe. You know, he was he owned the building on 99 Franklin, I believe. But when you look at this game, Northwestern beat Notre Dame the last time they played them. Northwestern, almost a lot of those kids are from the Chicago area. Notre Dame is not too far from Chicago. And also, I do want to just, from the bottom of my heart, thank the people from the United States Naval Academy and how much appreciation I have for them. And last mm. week, getting to meet and talk to a lot of our troops that are either current or so your pro troops, general were there. Your, your pro troops, they, that's your official statement? Your official statement yeah, is pro yes, I, I absolutely, I, I think what those people do and what they sacrifice, really just my heart is with them and I support oh, them 100%. And then for Notre say. Dame, and then Notre Dame, they're the fighting Irish. They bring a fight. They bring a willing to never say die, to keep fighting. And then you have the Wildcats. That wild gets thrown in. That means you just don't know how they're going to show up, Mitch. And the fine people of Chicago and Evanston, Evanston, Illinois, hometown of Jeremy Piven, hometown of John and Joan Cusack. There's a lot of history there in that city. And for Notre Dame, it's the first time going there since I believe the 1970s. They're going to have to bring their A game. I think they will. I expect Notre Dame to perform well. The one thing that makes me feel really good about this for Notre Dame's sake, Northwestern doesn't run the football well. They're very one-dimensional. And Notre Dame's defense, has done a really good job against every offense this year, let alone a one-dimensional offense. So I'm going to go Irish, and I'm going to say they cover. Wow, Joan and John Cusack. I don't know how we got there, but it was a very impassionate speech. I don't really know exactly what you're saying sometimes, but the, the, I can't argue with some of the results. So I'm going to I'm going to allow it. I think I think Notre Dame covers ever so slightly. I think they do. And there are there are a lot of good Irish people and a lot of good Catholics around this country as well. So I just want to make that known, especially in the state of Iowa. I've met several people of Irish descent and people that fight day in and day out to make sure that food is being provided on their tables. And if you listen to me and you give me a chance, that'll just keep happening more and more. And maybe 
Sometimes it's a turkey sandwich with Kent Brown. It's filet mignon. You might need to workshop that one, but I get what you're saying, um, even if it is as phony and facetious as possible. But I get what you're saying, Kent Brown, on the ever so popular. Oh, there's, absolutely no, there's absolutely no phoniness. This is all this is all coming straight from the bottom of my heart to all I, the good people I, across the United States. I've never heard a potential politician be phony before, so you have a point there. And I do think it's very fascinating, if not coincidental, uh, no coincidence. There's no coincidence in the fact that you've been winning a lot on Iowa and Iowa State, and now suddenly you might be throwing your, you know, hypocrite, your, your not hypocritical, your proverbial hat into the ring in politics. There's nothing. There's nothing uh, that's weird about that. So yeah, I agree. No, not not at all. Well, Kent, um, there is a team that deserves a lot of respect because they are undefeated. Maybe not in the record books. So shortly, one game off in the record books, but Washington State. Kent is undefeated against the spread this year. Only team in college football, in major college football, to be do, to do so. They're ten and a half point favorites against Cal, the Bears, who had beat Washington last week. I like Washington State. Leach has done a great job. This is a, a little bit of a trappy type game late at night on the West Coast. I know you're a night owl or were before you gave all that up to focus on politics. Although there might be yeah, some those long nights in Saigon are in are in the past. Yeah, yeah, I will say this. Yeah, she was I, a biter. Yeah, and, and I'm, sometimes I'm, I'm willing. I'm willing to say that I made a few mistakes, and that was that's in the past. She, she, she dressed like Yoko Ono. That's why. I mean, that's why you. Okay, it's fine. Um, Cal, can they cover against Washington State, or does the streak continue? First of all, this is a very fascinating game in that it's the over under is forty eight and a half for a Mike Leach game. That is low. That's very low. For Washington State game I don't know if, I bet they haven't had an over under that low the entire time he's been the head coach there but one of the reasons it's low is Cal is statistically the best defense in the Pac-12 in terms of yards per play allowed however Washington State's number one in yards per play gained on offense so it really is the strength of both teams going head-to-head with one another I would probably say that Washington State does cover and a lot of it is I think their offense will show up at home. If this game was in Berkeley, then I would feel a much different way. But overall, the fine people in Berkeley, they do it a little bit different up there, but they are number one public school in the country. A lot of great educated people up there that have made a difference up in the Bay Area and throughout the community. And then for Washington State, as you mentioned, undefeated in terms of the point spread and as far as I'm concerned, undefeated in life in terms of the way they represent mm. themselves and fight day in and day out. But I'll go with the Cougars here. I think that they find a way to separate late and cover the 10. Big fan of Pullman, are we? Is that is that on a cam- is that on the campaign trail? Is that what we're doing right now? We're stumping. It has not it has not been a place I've spent much time. But I will say this: if they're part of the human race, I'm a big fan. Do you remember, by chance, just a little side note, how I signed off last week trying to get a hold of you and saying, well, I definitely can't read that on air when you replied back? Yeah, again, I think that was somebody who sent a text message to the wrong person, and it's all—it's already been taken care of. That person is no longer working on the campaign. Mm, yeah. I mean, if there was one. Okay. Well, I like Washington State. I actually am with you. I think the over is the play here because it's a Mike Leach coach team. And if they don't 
if they are sluggish, they're going to give up points and have to rally late. So I, I like that one as well. A couple more games here and running with the money before we get to our moneymaker pick. Kent, I hate to say it. I really hate to say it, but I'm in full agreement with you. And I'm going to have to let you talk glowingly about what I think the people, the football players in Ames, Iowa, are going to do this week to Kansas. The Kansas Jayhawks, who finally won a Big 12 game. It's a miracle. They beat TCU. They beat the Horned Frogs. But we know, isn't it a a fact at this point that a cyclone, cyclone is more dangerous than a Horned Frog? So I like Iowa State to cover. I love them to cover. You know that already. <laughs> and <laughs> Purdy and Montgomery are going to keep the ball rolling. Speaking of having things rolling, we definitely have a good foothold into the community at Ames. Thank you so much for all the generosity and support you've shown me very recently. And I hope to absolutely get back out, continue the campaign. I'm getting on the same flight tomorrow. Can't necessarily break down every step of the way on the campaign trail. But I will say the people in Ames, Iowa have been very good for me. And I know, I know I can be good for them. And all 22 guys that start in this game and all 85 scholarship players and every coach on that staff, they're all winners and they're all invited to the election party if they want to be there. Yet again, make Ames great again. What can Brown do for you? What can't Brown do for you is more like it. Very humble of you to say. I, I think that Iowa State against Kansas is uh, as sure a pick as there is this week. Well, humility humility has always been my strength on this show. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think um, just look no further than uh, your tone in recent. You know, the rhetoric is what gets me sometimes, but we'll save that for another uh, for another debate. I'm not going to accuse you of inciting anything, but you did at one point say, why is Ohio State even playing this week? But, okay, we'll move on. We'll, we'll move on. We'll keep it going. Uh, looking for. By the way, here's a line I want to get your opinion on this. <laughs> Go ahead. Clemson's, Clemson's a 39-point favorite. Yeah. Now, I know Louisville's been terrible, but doesn't that just seem like too many points? I mean, I know Louisville's bad. But it does, because they don't have they quarterback have anymore. Like That's backup. Yeah, I, if, if, if you're looking at Clemson with Bryant and Trevor Lawrence, if that were still the case, then I would be enticed to take it. Because, you know, they're competing. They're trying to get the job. They're both going... Uh, 39 is way it's way too much. I, I but but having said that, Kent, I'm not betting on Louisville. I'd have to be a fool. Me neither. I'm, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm going to avoid it. But it, this is like one of those. It doesn't happen this way anymore in March Madness much, where the 16 seed is like a 40 point underdog. But 10, 15 years ago, that would always be the case. You'd get like number one Duke or number one Kansas or number one North Carolina, UConn, whoever it was, and they would play 16 seeded you know, Albany or whoever it is, and they would be like a 40-point favorite. And you, if you bet on that team, you start with a 40-point lead. And this is how this feels, where if you just – like if Gothard being in Vegas, I probably would have put 20 on it just to be like, hey, I, I start this game. Here's the kickoff. I'm up 39 points, and I have <laughs> 80-caliber players that I'm cheering for. So, again, we saw what they did last week against Florida State. And, of course, all the great – people of the Sunshine State, mm. you know I love you, from all the way top, Tallahassee into the Panhandle, all the way down to Miami Beach. Very, very, very good people. But overall, I think that for Clemson, it just shows how good they are. The fact that it's a 39, and we're still not going to definitively jump at the opportunity to take the underdog. 
Yeah, when people, and you know this, Kent, when people talk about Tallahassee, they think just fine people and uh, law-abiding citizens. So, yeah, that's uh, a great point to bring up at a time like this. Of course, yeah, absolutely. What's your take on Penn State, Michigan? The game at the big house, Michigan double-digit favorites, looking at about 10.5, 11 points, over under 52.5. It's... I, I figured Michigan would be favored, but given Penn State, how they've been trending, I think this does feel right, 10 and a half, 11 points. I'm thinking this is a close game, and I'm picking Michigan to win, but I, I think Penn State's going to cover this. First of all, two fine people, <laughs> Jim Harbaugh just, and James yeah. Franklin. Oh, You're not going to get yeah. two guys that are more respected on this podcast than those two. And for both the fan bases of Michigan and Penn State, just – honorable across the board in a way so it doesn't again i said earlier they're all winners in this game so i don't even know it doesn't matter if the line was 73 or if it was one they're all winners on that field saturday night or saturday afternoon in ann arbor (laughs) that's a great answer because i learned nothing from a result but perfect that that was perfectly put i know what you i know how you really feel about penn state based on some of our text exchanges which I've seen you send, so can't really pass that off on an intern or a campaign ad or, you know, one of your one of your, uh, you know, weekly tire shop uh, employees. Not that I know you have a business in Ames, Iowa, but hey, you might. Um, all right, main event, Kent, Alabama, LSU, under the lights in Baton Rouge, great fan base. Alabama at about fourteen and a half points right now. Is this the bet that you're going to hit your campaign wagon to? Is this your Diverse economic plan, Alabama winning this game. Yes, there's been a thing called, what, top-down economics or something. Trickle-down, yeah, trickle-down. Trickle yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll correct the politician, but yeah. For me, this is the no-brainer. Pay your rent for a year. That's why Gothard is driving a car with hundreds stacked up all the way to the roof. Like he can't wait to just go right into South Point or Caesars or wherever he goes and just say, roll, damn, tied and take it and that's the way i feel in this one tua tonga vilo you're gonna have that heisman in about a month a little bit over a month and this week you're going to be leaving baton rouge with a lot a lot remember he needs to think about this he won't as of now but come saturday he will it'll get the message will get to him a lot of good people in the state of iowa are pulling for him to cover this line a lot of jobs depend on it well, yes, exactly. So roll damn tide. Our moneymaker, again, is definitely, this is one versus three. We're taking Alabama. You know I'm taking first half line. In fact, I'm going to look up right now to see if the first half line is even out. It's probably going to be about nine would be my guess. And I love that as well. I think Alabama wins this by more than 20. And I think that if you can get them in the first half where they're up 10 at the half, they've averaged 38 points in the first half this year. If they get anywhere close to that, LSU is not even going to be anywhere on the radar in that first half. So roll damn tide, Gothard, myself, and you, a team that we've loved all year. Mm -hmm. And again, a lot of the great state of Iowa is absolutely depending on this as well, as am I. Bring jobs back, right? That's what you say, roll damn tide, bring jobs back to Iowa. This is step one of Kent Brown's plan, which – Hopefully doesn't see him indicted or incarcerated by the end of the plan, but that's another story entirely. Kent, I agree. They're a moneymaker pick, and we're going to lock it in, 
at what it is now on Wednesday night, 14 and a half points. So that's the official Perfect. money maker. Now, just, just to clarify, you like them by 20. So if you're listening, if you don't listen to this till Friday, you wake up, you've you've had a rough night. You've, you've you know, one of those rough nights in Saigon Kent was yeah. talking about in his past, right? You wake up and you got someone screaming at you. What and you don't know anything about college football. What's the line for this game that you would kind of set like your target at? What's the goal to get this at? Is there any number that starts to make you think, oh, this isn't as good of a bet anymore? It'd have to be about twenty four. <laughs> okay. Okay. I would say probably if it was, if it was twenty four and a half, I'd go, eh, okay, that's a bit more worrisome. But fourteen and a half, seventeen, eighteen, no, it's it's fine. It's as long as hey, if they're if they're in the teens take it all day, all day. And Tua Tonga-Vailoa, he might still be a teenager. I don't know if he's even 20 or 21 yet. It's not going to matter. They are going to wipe the floor with the Louisiana State Tigers and Coach O. And, uh, look, I love Coach O. He gave The Rock a lot of great catchphrases, and maybe one day The Rock will be president. But for now, Nick Saban all day. Okay. Well. I don't know what's a greater accomplishment, Kent, because if you if you really hit another heater this week, the uh, the side gig, the alleged side gig keeps going. I don't know. This is right up there with that time you hit 700 in a softball season. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. It, it, it was a it was a battle, but you know what? You got to bring your bat every day. You got to dig in at the batter's box and make sure. Try to get a single if you need one, but if you can hit those home runs like I've been doing, you point towards the home run wall and you say that's where the ball's going. And if you are in the great state of Iowa, that ball's going over the fence. You're not going to strike out with Kent Brown. I, another political speech. You're not going to strike out with Kent Brown. It's good. He's a master among the spreads. And, yeah, I think that speech about softball and, and pretty much that last thing you just said is going to be great at the wedding that uh, you may be attending. And uh, if you have a chance to give that speech over the mic, you have to. You have to give that speech. Kent, last thing, are there any other games that we haven't talked about that stand out? I do want to hear your thoughts before we wrap on another one of your favorite teams, Utah State. Late night Hawaii edition, 18-point favorites. Hey, I said it. I said it last week, Utah State. Oh, you remember that, Fresno huh? State. You, remember, you remember that? Well, of course I remember. Anytime I give an economic stimulus and it goes to the people, that's something I won't forget. That's something I can't forget. And Fresno State and Utah State again. But, yes, Utah State at Hawaii. You know I like Cole McDonald. I've watched a lot of Hawaii. But, yeah, it's Aggie's time. When that game kicks off, the guys in the navy and the white and the gray or silver that are going to be doing it it's not going to be the hawaii rainbow warriors so utah state is now ranked hey Ray, i don't know pretty we, good i don't know if we the the rainbow warriors i don't know i i you, my phone just blew up ken i think we're going to have an issue with that last statement but um that's what they're called okay well, we'll see. I'm just, I'm just telling you. I'm telling you. There's also, I, I'm gonna have to circulate and find and, and look at because I, I swear there's an ad circulating. We're gonna have to see for next week. I think there's a political ad circulating, and um, I, I, there's this site. I don't know if you're familiar with it um, that posts some things online, and uh, your, your headline is there. So um, I'm gonna click on the link. It says uh, the four, oh, what do these four letters mean? NSFW. Do you know anything about this? I do not, and. 
I just want to say, God bless America, and have a blessed day. All right, that's Kent Brown. This was Running With The Money, Week 10. We'll see what happens next week. Everybody out there, good luck on your bets. Thanks to Matt Gothard, and stay safe on the betting streets.